Hi, you're listening to Friarside Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here today with none other than Father Michael Martin. Yes, Emma, it is, it's me. I'm here, <laughs> or it is I. Michael T. Martin. It is I. That's correct. It is I. Is that like the appropriate, is that like English? I believe that's correct, English. yes. It is I. It yeah. is I. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're here today. Um... You literally just got off a plane I and did. rolled in, and here we are recording. Um, boom, boom, boom. Always prepared, always <laughs> ready to meet the needs of our, our listeners. Yes, to yeah. do whatever we need to do to provide them with spiritual insights and uh, other sundry informational pieces. <laughs> S- sundry. I like that. Um, yeah, here we are. It is officially March. Correct. And you know what March means Woo-hoo! for a basketball school. <laughs> yeah. Yes, March means March madness. And, you know, I we talked about how we wished we could have, like, gotten this, this episode out in between ACC tournament and, you know, the full, the big dance, as they say. Correct. Um, but timing. So here we are. Alas. We're heading into ACC. That's correct. We're already in the midst of it as we're recording this. You may be listening to this and it might already be, you know, I don't know, that's, midway through the tournament. That's but, true. That's but, true. Uh, yes, that's where, that's the time of day today. Yeah, but, you know, as... Um, we talk about Duke basketball often in our office, like around lunch and stuff. You know, um, Michelle and Catherine and I in the office are all alumni, and you are a big sports guy, Father Brad, too. And I think Evan's finally... Um, drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. I always get it wrong. I say jungle juice. Is, drinking the jungle juice. <laughs> which is what they tell you that not to do as freshmen. so <laughs> Drinking the Kool-Aid. Right. That's, That's the it. turn of phrase. That's Great. Right. Yeah, so... Um, we talk about it a lot, and I, as we talk about it, I realize there's just so many um, healthy and not and not so healthy parallels between like this awesome sports world and basketball and well just sports in general and and spiritual lives. And so I kind of wanted to dig into that intersection a little bit today. No, absolutely, and and we hope that we might even give a few tips Ooh. on how to uh, select your bracket that could be <laughs> spiritually aligned with God's choices for your March Madness. Okay, yes. I got a direct line. I got a direct line. As a Cameron crazy, there is one correct way to fill out your bracket. Well, that's correct. I understand that. But I'm just saying it's not all about who's going to win. If you're trying uh, to win your bracket, right, 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 you right. want to make sure you get as many points, whatever your system is. That's true. you got to so, pick the right underdogs to win. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I think Father Brad chooses his sometimes on... Teams that are blue for the mm-hmm, Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. Or saints' names. Or saints' names. <laughs> you know, that could be it. So there's lots of ways to infuse your bracketology with a little spiritual goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you came from um, an all-boys high school before this mm-hmm. and um, seminary. You know, you've talked about playing seminary basketball, mm-hmm. and that was big, big league, well, as they say. We, we like to think it was, you know. Division six. <laughs> but what is it like being at an actual basketball school? It's awesome. And and, and also, also, I mean, not being at just any basketball school, yeah. but uh, being able to be here at this time uh, at Duke has been a phenomenal experience for me. I just so enjoy going to games and just mm-hmm. all the hype and hoopla, pardon the pun, that goes on around it uh, has been pretty exciting. And the other thing, too, is that it, there's always fodder for... Um, you know, for 
homily <laughs> insights, you know, to play off of, you know, something that happened to the team or to the, you know, at a game. Certainly, I mean, I, you know, I think there's stuff there for lacrosse. There's stuff there for football. There's for stuff sure. there for baseball, certainly. Um, but, but that's just, I guess, the optic, the lens through which I see a lot of life, which maybe that makes me a bad priest. I'm not quite sure. But, <laughs> um, but certainly being at a basketball school like Duke, uh, has been uh, so awesome because you know you're going to see some of the highest caliber mm-hmm. basketball. And you know that every team that you play, they're going to give you their absolute best game. Yeah. And so there are, no, there are no real gimmies. Even, you know, at the beginning of the season when they're playing, you know, some schools that might not be as strong. Yeah. And you, you assume that you're going to win. But those players that are out there from those teams – they are playing like it's the national championship game sure. because you know that that's a you know that's a career maker to yeah. say I beat Duke in camera yeah. you know and and, even like I juked out this like right. NBA player right you know, right, one right. Day. I dunked over him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's pretty epic I know that's I know. Mm-hmm. and yeah that's I, I yeah I feel like there's um. Especially in the ACC, any given game, anyone can go home. Oh, sure. Winner. Especially on the road. You know, mm-hmm. ACC games on the road, uh, I think, are... Uh, and, and, you know, there's some other conferences that could probably say the same. We oh, won't, we won't agree, on. but no. Come on. Big East. <laughs> but I, I do think that uh, um, the challenge of watching is that you're never necessarily guaranteed just a fun night of watching your team Mm -hmm. beat up on somebody. It's Mm -hmm. always going to be a little, you know, a little challenging and everybody's got to run in them. You know, everybody, even if they're down by 14 with six minutes left, everybody can make a run, you know, and, and all of a sudden, uh Oh, you know, (laughs) which, you know, I think think there's, there's goodness in that, but it does give a little bit of uh, angst to the, the, spectators yeah for sure for sure um what um you know you talked about like you appreciate a lot of the hoopla and energy and excitement um but i've also heard you talk about tenting in kville a little bit how you feel about that yeah um but what are what are some of the like positive parallels you see between like that excitement of cameron crazies and like this culture and um you know how maybe could we bring that excitement more to our to our spiritual lives? Sure, I think so. I mean, I, I think the fact that um, sports are, in general, tend to be unifying mm. events. Mm-hmm. And so they they bring folks from all different kinds of socioeconomic backgrounds. They bring folks from all different parts of the political and, and religious spectrum. Uh, they bring them all together under one roof for one purpose. Mm-hmm. And you could say it's to win, but I think there's probably more to it than that. There's a certain sense of, uh, you know, ownership of my team and, and a certain sense of being a part of something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think those those dynamics play well in the spiritual life to realize, you know, how can I allow um, my relationship in faith with Christ to be something that binds me in a um, in a powerful way with so many other people such that I'm fired up to be with them and yeah. I'm excited about the prospect of getting together with them in our house you know mm-hmm. and, and so I think those are those are some easy softball <laughs> ways you know to, to to make the transition from what goes on whether it be here at Duke or 
whatever university uh, or you know that you might uh, root for or whatever yeah. the case might be i think you know all of us we we possess that capacity mm-hmm. and and hopefully we're we're using that same human dynamic in our in our spiritual lives as well yeah how do you think why why do you think we are so we can dive right in with like cheering crazily i might add at a basketball game or even even watching it on TV, like getting really pumped up. And then I, I even speak for myself sometimes, like my responses at mass or when I sing at mass, I'm like whispering mm-hmm. almost or sometimes even not. Like what is why are we so afraid to have energy there? Right. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I will tell you that from the other side of the altar, <laughs> sometimes it is painful. It is life draining. Mm. I always, uh, I've said this publicly quite a bit. I, I used to tell students who would say, oh, church is so boring. I would say, if you think I'm boring, <laughs> you should look at you. <laughs> you guys are boring. I yeah. mean, you know, and, and interestingly, while I don't think that the, <laughs> the connection is exactly, um, you know, perfect. But, you know, sometimes Coach K will get, uh, he'll get upset at the Cameron crazies if they're not pumped up enough. Yeah. And then he starts jumping up and down and waving his arms at the, at the fans <laughs> like, come on, let's go. I have been tempted to do that. <laughs> I would like to see that. I have been tempted to do that. That said, you know, we're doing something that's sacred. And mm. so it, it it's not the same. Right. And so to expect that, that people would treat it the same way, I, I think is disingenuous. All the while recognizing that our energy and enthusiasm for the liturgy, for our God, for praise of our God should be, you know, on par in terms of its depth, in terms of its its power, mm-hmm. not necessarily in terms of equal expression. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, so when I do come to Mass, recognizing that, yes, I am united with all of these people, rather than, you know, who goes to a sporting event and wants to sit in the, you know, the nosebleed section <laughs> by themselves and not want to, you know, high-five the person next to them, yeah. you know? But sometimes we walk into churches and if, you know, we, we do what's, you know, akin to the same thing. You know, we, we want to sit in the back and we want to get away from everybody else yeah. and hope that nobody recognizes that we're there. And I, I think some of that is because we, um, maybe sometimes because we don't feel worthy to mm. be there. And I think sometimes it, it, it might be because we're just not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And so all those things I think are real and true, and I don't want to in any way diminish their importance. Uh, However, I do believe that the purpose of, uh, of, litur- of liturgy in general is to bring people mm-hmm. together, united with Christ as the body of Christ. And yeah. so um, any, any ways that we can pull upon our experiences in a, um, a madness kind of, in the positive sense of madness, yeah. you know, from that experience and say, I need to bring a little of that energy level to my, <laughs> my singing or mm-hmm. my responses at Mass or my fervor in love of Christ, mm-hmm. absolutely, we should be t- tapping into that, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely so. I was, I'm was. i reading right now this book, actually, that I think you gave our whole staff on prayer, and they, he, he did make a good point that, like, Mass is not always going to, like, spark this crazy emotion in you, and right. it's, like, unrealistic to right. think that, but, like, you still need to be intentional like about how you're engaging in it even if you know you're not feeling it that day like like the participation is still 
Oh, sure. And, and, and we never want to just um, minimize uh, the liturgy down to some emotive yeah. dynamic. But you I know? think that's how we think about important things in our lives these days, right. right? Like it has to make me feel good to be meaningful or like has to like engage me the whole time. No, you're right. And, and, and similar to, you know, real basketball fans who can appreciate hmm. a good defensive game that, that, you know, where our team, hopefully not the other team, but our team uh, can uh, can play defense and, and get a shot clock violation. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that sometimes, you know, for some people on the surface seems boring. Yeah. But in reality, it's 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 a hybrid of, yeah. of the game. And so same too, liturgy, you know, it, it may not have bells and whistles and, and it might not have the flair that we're looking for, but if you dig more deeply and know more about it, you'll appreciate the richness yeah. that's, that's always evident in any liturgical moment. Uh, yeah. God's acting. How can we, how can we not pay attention? Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. It makes me think of, <laughs> Gosh, I hope my dad listens to this episode. Uh, here we because go. <laughs> <laughs> growing, growing up, so my dad was my soccer and basketball coach for a while. And we come from Indiana, the Hoosier State. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to IU. I don't know if Bobby Knight was there when he was there or not. But needless to say, we're a big Bobby Knight fans, fans right. in the house. And right. I read, you know, multiple books of his growing up. But the one that, the thing that stands out the most, my dad had us watch, um, these like Bobby Knight videos on how to watch basketball. Oh. Like even just how to like, cause it makes you a better player sure. too, like to attend all these different things, but sure. he was literally teaching you how to watch basketball. And, um, and defense was like key in that. And right. it's not flashy and it's not, it doesn't seem like, like going out and practicing your, your jukes and your ball handling is like, it's like the flashy getting better. But a lot of the like getting better is this kind of like duller, figuring out how the whole game works, how it all like fits together and everything. Right. No, I mean, the, the same is true. And not that we want to hold up Bobby Knight as a spiritual <laughs> guru. <laughs> he, he was Coach K's mentor, you know, so we got to admit some, there's he a, has there's some a good little, things. There's a little linkage there. Just mm-hmm. don't throw a chair at me, okay? I know you are from the Hoosier <laughs> State. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, good uh, basketball fans um, recognize that so much of the goodness of the game happens away from the ball. And so when players are doing what they're supposed to do away from the ball, so much good can happen in the game. And I think there's, there's a relationship there or, you know, analogous to, to the liturgy, you know, that sometimes our focus uh, rightfully is on the altar and what's taking place at the altar. Mm -hmm. Yet we may be away from the ball, so to speak. We may be sitting Mm -hmm. in the pew. What we're doing there contributes to the efficacy of what's happening on Mm -hmm. the altar. And so, you know, just as you could yell at a, at one of the five players on the, on the court who forgets that they have a role and and a responsibility, you know, away from the ball and, you know, to be yelled at saying, Hey, you're not a spectator here. You know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're part of the action Mm -hmm. here. So too, I think, you know, our, um, you know, our participation in the liturgy, we're not spectators. Mm -hmm. And and so away from the ball, so to speak, we, you know, I see how many basketball metaphors (laughs) we can use in this podcast. I think I'm at about seven right now. Oh boy. Um, well, I think, I just think it's true. Like sports draw on 
some of the best parts of the human experience and um and some of the the harder more challenging parts too and it just it just can so easily relate to life in so many different ways right and it can be distorted also i mean and we can say the same thing about faith oh, and for sure. and religious expression that yeah. it it is rooted in our most base instincts hmm. that are good and holy and it can be twisted and distorted yeah. by our most um, broken and unholy mm-hmm. instincts and so uh, nothing you know can can escape uh, the depths of the human condition, whether it be sport or or religious uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, I, I think it makes sense that there would be a lot of corollaries. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, you know, just to take some of these metaphors a little bit further even? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was just thinking about, um, you know, with the, the Carolina game the other day, like being down and then as they're thinking about March Madness and how crazy exciting it is sometimes when like a 14 seed beats a... I don't know, a six or so. I don't, I don't know the matchups. I'm so terrible, but um, there's just something really exciting about it. But how the heck, like, I don't even know how those guys on the little team pump themselves up to like, to really believe that they can do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like that sometimes in my spiritual life as well, when I feel like, geez, God, I have been struggling with this for so long. It feels like, like, what chance do I even have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Have you ever been on a team that was a... No, uh, I've always been on amazing teams. <laughs> so snooty. I'm just kidding. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, um, I was on this pretty competitive club soccer team in high school, and sometimes when we go to um, mostly the Orlando tournament, we'd play against some really good teams that... I was like, oh, holy cow, some of these girls are on, like, the U-17 team or whatever, and it was it was pretty intimidating. <sighs> I guess it was just all about taking it, like, play-by-play, play, so to speak, and, sure. like, just paying attention to the little details that you know make a big difference. No, I, I mean, I think that's that's where, where all wins come from, you know, where you, you stay in the moment and, and you – you, as you say, you take the play as it comes. But I, I, I also think though that there is a, a mentality that needs to be present in all underdog uh, moments mm-hmm. that say, "This is possible." Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't think it's possible, it won't know, happen. That's right. Yeah. And and, yeah. and any coach worth their weight would would say in the locker room, "Look, if anybody." Uh, doesn't think we can do this. Let me know now, and I won't play. You. Yeah, I mean, you're I, sitting you know, on the bench. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think, uh, as as in our faith, you know, I believe that, you know, I can do all things in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I think that 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 sense that um, there's something greater at work here, and and Christ has already defeated the greatest defeat. Hmm. Yeah. And and so um, all I really need to do is remember from the start who guides me, who mm-hmm. leads me, who inspires me, who has given me strength, who has given me sk- skills and tools. Um, and and the same can be said of any 
any athlete on the court. So the the Cinderella mm-hmm. team that you know was in the first play-in game that mm-hmm. wins and then has to believe itself capable of yeah. marching all the way through and making it you know to the final four and then and, and the worst thing you know any coach would tell you is that don't have anything other than the national championship as your goal because if you know if all you think you can probably well if we just got to the sweet 16 then it would be <laughs> well that's as far as you're going to get because yeah. you'll be satisfied and the same too is, is true for us i mean i i i think too often we don't think sainthood mm. is uh, within our grasp and so we play small and and we we live into our weakness more than we do to the the potential for sanctity mm-hmm. yeah i've been thinking about that more and more when um you know, the, the sainthood aspect. I was like, geez, do I, is that really what I think about on a daily basis and ask Jesus to help me, tell me get there? I, right. I think too small. Sure. Sure. And I, I would hope that during the season when we're seeing, um, whether it be the NCAA tournament or mm-hmm. the NIT tournament or the women's tournament or, or any other athletic competition, when we see people out there diving for loose balls, when mm-hmm. we see people out there um, you know, just sweating profusely um, in giving every last ounce of their energy for that victory. That should inspire us mm-hmm. as well to give every last ounce of energy that we have mm-hmm. so that we too can share in the victory of Christ at Easter. And I, you know, I, I think as we all decide, you know, who we think is going to be in the top the final four. I mean, I, I think part of the equation has to be not necessarily just around talent, mm-hmm. but also around desire. Who, yeah. who wants it badly enough? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think the same is true in the spiritual life. Yeah. You know, I'm always really drawn to like scrappy players. Um, and yeah, am I willing to be scrappy in my faith life? And yeah, be dogged. I know. I, I, I'm dating myself, of course, a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> I used to have a poster of Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. And he was diving. Well, of course, he was a Hoosier. but uh, He's diving <laughs> for a loose ball, and he's absolutely parallel, parallel to the floor, That's and his awesome. arm is, is fully extended, and there's a quote underneath it, and, and it's his. He says, I just hate seeing a ball go out of bounds. You know, I, that... That sense of something simple that so many other people would sort of blow off and say, oh, the ball's going out of bounds. What drove him was, I hate seeing a ball go out of bounds, and so I'm going to dive to to save it. And I I think in in our lives as well as, as believers in Christ, we can allow so many small things to just say, oh, well, it's, it's a ball going out of bounds. We'll just, or we can dive to try and retrieve that moment yeah. to keep it from going out of bounds. Yeah. I think that's will be my last um, ref or, or metaphor, I think. For the oh, I like that today. one. That, that one's one? speaking to me you're the getting, most. Getting, getting like, on? oh, yeah. You're, don't let those don't balls let go, the out, ball of go out of bounds. <laughs> dive for it. Bring it back. Save it. Save it. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Father Mike. All right. Uh, now, hmm. if not Duke as national champion, who do you think will win? This is before the tournament ever starts. If not Duke, who do you think will win? I, I'm t- a terrible basketball fan this season, so I really don't know. 
Oh my God. You're going to say something like Ball State or something. Oh, like that. No. no. I would try, I'd probably go with like one of the, like Kentucky, Carolina. I mean, Carolina's not going to, but. Well, that's just wishful thinking. On part, <laughs> I just have to tell myself that every year. And yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm proven wrong and I just stick my head in the right. sand. But I don't, who do you think? Well, I, if not Duke, I think, uh, I think Purdue. I'm excited about Purdue. Okay, 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 okay. The Boilermakers. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, so much. I can't wait to see how all this shakes out. Thank you, Emma. (laughs) And good luck on your bracket for the Duke Catholic Center. um, Yes, we do do staff bracket. I'm pretty sure I won last year. I think you say that every year. (laughs) And I don't think it's true anyway. I think last year it was me or Michelle. Yeah, we'll we'll have to check the records. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll put that in the in the in the uh, <laughs> podcast notes. We'll put that in the show notes. Who was the real winner? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. You can email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Hey, maybe we should change the, uh, the what, do, what do you call the lead-in music and the oh, lead-out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the... That's probably very well protected. We can't? <laughs> I'll look into right, it. Yeah, we'll see. It I right. think I do think we should end on a high five though, right, you know? You Thanks you guys. See you next time on Friar Side Chats. Or like a or like a go something. What is that? <laughs> Please delete that. All right, I'll delete. Please edit that. I'll delete it. I'm keeping the high five.